So over the past few weeks, I've been reading a lot of books, and by a lot, I mean a lot, of books by Paramahansa Yogananda, and it's quite crazy the resemblance that it has with Jesus Christ and the overlap that I'm seeing between the words that Jesus spoke, the words that Paramahansa speaks, and the connection between Hinduism and Christianity. So in this week's episode, I am going to give you a breakdown of what is to come, what to expect, and what we can do about it. Traveling to consciousness, exploring spiritual journeys to find answers in uncertainty. What is up, Conscious Monkeys? Welcome back to another episode of Catch Up with Clayton. As always, I'm your host, Clayton. And in this week's episode, you heard it. We're going to be talking about Paramahansa Yogananda again. And I do want to give you guys a little bit of a heads up. We might be pushing down this path for quite some time because it has really gripped me. It has really grabbed me and taken a hold of my mind and where it seems is a straightforward path, if you will, to reaching eternity. And I know that might sound super weird. I know that might sound weird as shit and it might sound like I'm kind of going off my rocker, but it seems to me as though this was almost destined for the podcast and for it to happen at some point in time, because Look at the title of it, Traveling to Consciousness. It seems as though if we wanted to get esoteric about it, which you're in the right place for, and I think you probably already knew we were going to go this direction, you could see as the universal consciousness, the source of consciousness would be God himself. You know, I know people say source, whatever. We're going to use God. Okay, we're going to use the word God for that. If you want to call it the source, if you want to call it uh, direct energy, whatever it is, that's totally cool. For the sake of this, we're going to talk about God. And I am not remembering where it was I was planning on going with that. So give me a second here to scratch my brain. We were talking about God, source, energy. Oh, traveling to consciousness. And it seems that basically this entire podcast has been a epicenter of me trying to figure out what's going on. Right? And we've heard from so many different people from people who are hypnotists, from people who are channelers, people who work in the Akashic realms, people who work with specific entities and beings. And this honestly is kind of what got me here in the first place, right? Is whenever I was getting into channeling, people were talking about it. It seemed to me that you probably remember the episode where I was talking about how you could talk to gods. And there was a piece of me that started to think about, well, if I can talk to any God I want, why not just go to the source itself? Why deal with any other matter? Why deal with another fraction, if you will, right? Like, think about this. I know I've used this example before, but think about how in Roman culture, in Greek mythology, Roman and Greek mythology, they had gods that represent different 
emotions. The god of love, the god of war, the god of this, the god of that, the god of merchandise. And while that's all fine and dandy, and I'm sure it worked out, well, I guess I'm not still around, so maybe it didn't work out as well as they thought. (laughs) But what I find interesting about it is that everything is so interconnected in a way that it is at some level disingenuous to even just go to one of those gods. Because you're not seeing the full picture. If they're only the embodiment of this one emotion or of this one aspect or money or material thing, then all of their pursuits would be to get you to attract in that one item. And there's nothing wrong with that if you want to use that in your progression and whatnot. But it welcomes in duality. It welcomes in the having and the have not. I want more love in my life. So you're admitting that you don't have it. And you're calling upon the god of love, Cupid, to bring more in. Well, you should technically already have all of it. And so where this has kind of led me to is even thinking about the yin and yang symbol. And I hear this a lot when people discuss relationships. The yin, the yang, the white and the black of it. Where people want to be more masculine or they want to be more feminine. And the more that I've looked into it myself and done research, it's like you can embody both of them. So instead of choosing to be more yin or more yang, why not just be the complete circle itself, which brings me back to God, which would be the embodiment of the masculine and the feminine. And I know historically speaking, people are like, oh, God would probably be a man, is a, is a man sitting up in a chair. And that's kind of the old dogmatic way of thinking about it. And this like new age is kind of along the lines of, well, God's a creator and feminine is creative energy. So it's definitely a female when in reality, both of those are incorrect. He's the circle of the yin and yang. He's not on either side of it. He's the circle that keeps the yin and yang together. So why not try to embody that source, if you will, that uh, entity, that that thing that words fail to help me out with, and thus I can only call it God. So that was kind of a brief, wow, that was kind of a, long way to go. Oh, and I do want to kind of go back to this about with traveling to consciousness. I heard this described pretty well. It's almost as if it's like we all, I kind of don't want to say that yet. I I think at some level we have all seen the religions, the intersectionality of all the religions things like don't do harm to others like don't steal don't covet thy wife all those kinds of things right and we've seen that there's been this overlay of this overlay of different things and sayings that are intertwined and all of them agree with agree upon and where this gets interesting is where paramahansa comes in where he has actually laid out is laid out what is he laid out he has helped me to see that the goals of all religion is to do two things 
And it's kind of a crazy idea, but it makes sense. The goal of all religion, there's only two things. And it's wild to me because we do this, this goal, we find it in everything. We find it in everything that we do is one of two things. And that is to either like anything you do, you can pick anything you want and you can think about it in this, this sense, which is to eliminate suffering and attain bliss. Those are the two things that any solid religion does is it helps you to eliminate suffering. And then the second thing would be to attain bliss. Now, I truly believe that majority of people are stuck on that first part, which is just to eliminate suffering. And I get it. Suffering, it's everywhere. You can turn on the five o'clock news and you will see suffering nonstop. They have monetized the shit out of suffering. And it seems to me that this is almost where in the West. No, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I just, I find it so fascinating and I just want to stick on that suffering. We can kind of bring this back is that it seems to me that anything we do is almost to get away or out of suffering. Think of anything you desire right now. Think of one thing you desire. Big ones that usually come to mind are money, love, friendships, food, even the majority of reason people eat is to eliminate suffering which may have some of its utilities in some regards. But the whole point, though, is that you're doing things to eliminate suffering. And fundamentally, that's an aspect of religion. Which really, it really makes it interesting to me to think about what does, how does spirituality kind of tie into that. But I'm kind of going down a completely different way than I thought I was going to go with this. I want to bring this back to Paramahansa Yogananda. And I do want to bring this back to what I'm diving into because it might be a little different than where I've been in the past. So lately, like I said, I've been diving into a ton of Paramahansa Yogananda. I just counted today and this is wild. Like whenever I read books from people, I rarely get two books. Like I, like usually when I read people's books, I'm like, okay, that one's good. That one's good. Here's one. Here's another. Okay, cool. Like that person, like I'm only really maximum. I've read like one book from certain people very rarely. I don't know if ever I've had two books from a same person. Maybe if it's a series, like I read, uh, what was the one book with lemony snickets, uh, a series of unfortunate events. I read, I think up to Number eight, what was it? The Aristocrats Elevator. I know I butchered that, but I think I read up to eight. So that was a that was a lot. That was a lot. Eight was a lot. That was insane. Wow, that would have been the last one. But the reason I bring this up is because with Paramahansa, I'm up to seven books. I've either purchased it on Audible, Audible, or the physical books. I'm up to seven, and two of those actually have like two set volumes. So technically, you could argue I'm up to nine. Haven't read them all, but that's where I'm at. And where I'm going with this is that he talks a lot about Jesus Christ a lot. And you got a taste of it in last week's episode, but I just want to bring this up because I do see this as being a, 
not a cornerstone, maybe it's a cornerstone, but a, a solid impact of A, my influence, and B, what I'm going to be talking about in the future. And before I go any further, I, I do want to highlight, and hopefully you guys can hold me to this, is that this is not, I repeat, not. I wish to avoid this being preachy in any way, shape, or form. And quite frankly, this is a part of the reason that I'm probably kind of even resistant to bringing up Jesus Christ is that it seems to me though, is like I'm revisiting a lot of the scriptures that he's kind of talked about and said, and quite frankly, maybe I make a spinoff podcast or even just pivot this podcast into it where I'm reading new things of what Jesus had said. And it's like, it's, it's just, it's mind blowing to me. There's no other phrase for it. It's just, it's absolutely mind blowing to me. The depth of, of some of the words that he spoke and I'm not going to get into all of them in this podcast. I do want to discuss it more moving along. So yeah, that is, that is certainly going to be something we talk about moving along in the future. I'm also going to do like a Christ consciousness episode. So like what's one thing, and I'm going to leave this as a teaser. We're not going to dive into it, but when people say Jesus Christ, and then they say, oh, Christ, we all internally have this image of Jesus, of Nazareth. But Christ isn't actually Jesus. Christ is actually a title that was placed upon Jesus. It's like, uh, you know, King David. David is a person, but then king is something you place on him because of his stature. Christ is the same exact way. Christ is a conjoining of, it is a, hmm. Let me try to articulate this better. It's a level of consciousness or awareness that he has reached. And even in uh, the Hindu scriptures, their form of Jesus Christ is called Bhagavan Krishna and Krishna Christ. It's like the fucking same thing. There's so many similarities between the two. It's crazy to me. And man, the, the corollaries between those two are wild as well. So I just want to let you know, going forward, I'm going to break it down. I'm going to give you guys what I'm finding. See if it resonates with you guys. Take it. If not, as always, leave it. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely just, I'm kind of laying this out as a roadmap moving forward. Um, and as I look at my notes, I'm trying to think of how to, how to kind of say this. So that's, that's kind of the roadmap moving forward. It's kind of what my goal is to unpack, is to unpack the man himself, Jesus of Nazareth. But it's also through kind of the words of Paramahansa, I I guess. And at some level, I don't want to be sitting here as a parrot. I want to be able to help you guys and embody these things on your own, which is the amazing thing. And this is an amazing thing about a lot of Paramahansa's work is that he even kind of goes out of his way to say, like, I'm not trying to create parrots to just memorize this information and just parrot them for themselves. He's really, truly saying that he wants you to sit in, embody, learn all this information at the core fundamental level for yourself. And it's amazing as well, because he talks about how meditation is the way to do it. Meditation is it like that is where you become stillness. That is where you, the meditator is able to become meditation as a single point in the cosmos. It's really wild guys. It's really, really wild. I, 
I'm taking you guys along with me. So hopefully you guys are signed up. You guys are ready for the journey. I'm excited to take you guys on the journey with myself. I did also have some housekeeping here. I'm going to be going back. Drum roll, please. San Diego. Next week I will be in San Diego. And then I will be in Joshua Tree. Then I'll be back in San Diego. Then I'll be in LA. So that's going to be a fun little trip occurring. And next week's episode with Kayla Rose of Skinny Dipping. It's a really dope podcast, guys. We go into the whole idea of the, the, the intersectionality, the combination between provocative and vulnerable, and the, the, the connection, I guess, even just between skinny dipping, nudity, and vulnerability. It's a, it's a wild conversation, and Kayla gets pretty vulnerable with us, so I'm super grateful that she was there for that, that she was so that she did that when she was there with us. That was a better way to put it. So with that being said, guys, go check out the links below because the shirts are dope. Honestly, I think I'm going to need to order myself another one just so I can always be wearing them. But please go check those out. Please, uh, please purchase. I think I get about like five bucks per shirt, but it doesn't matter. You know, you're supporting the show. You're getting a dope t-shirt that everyone will be like, oh, damn, that's a dope t-shirt. And you'll be like, yeah, go check out the podcast. And then they'll be like, sick. And it's cool. It's just a sick t-shirt. I've gotten a lot of positive feedback on it. So go buy a t-shirt. Go buy a t-shirt. Meditate and say, I'm going to buy a t-shirt. I'm going to buy a Clayton's t-shirt. <laughs> um, and if you don't buy a t-shirt, we're going to have to have a talk about it in the sixth to match it. 